This is a weird setup we have going on here. Um, yeah. Do you like it better or worse? Uh, better, worse. I don't. It's more casual. Yeah, it is. Okay. Anyway, so you, you get your computer. I got my computer. Okay. Everything's all set. They'll never know that I paused this for about thirty seconds. Except that we just told them. I tell them every time. Honesty is the most important part of a relationship. Oh, what is that that you're drinking? I am drinking a Kawichi Canyon. Kawichi Canyon. Fresh hot pale ale. From? Fremont. Ooh, okay, hold on, hold on. It looks, oh. What is that? This is a Sprite with a little bit of Jaeger mixed in. Oh, yeah, Jaeger Sprite. That sounds Anyway, nope, this is a head full of fresh hops. From Fremont Brewing Company. I sense a theme. Maybe because they are one of the pioneers of the fresh hop genre, I guess. I mean, they do they do it, them and uh, Cloudburst, right? So anyways, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to give this head full of fresh... I'm So they're head full of Dynamite series. I know they rotate their hops, but normally I'm not a fan of. Because of one particular hop, which is Soriachi Ace. Oh, okay. Because all, I mean, a lot of people get a lot of different things out of it, but I get dill, and I hate dill. Yeah, you are you are very pickle adverse. Pickles can suck it. So, yeah. Like, just just eat a cucumber. Don't need to pickle it. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I can go for a pickle now and then, but. But I was reading the hot profile. I didn't see any Soriachi Ace. I don't remember what I saw because it was on my phone. I have a computer now, but I think I saw Ukanot, Ukanot, which Ooh, is a, a big I'm- fresh hop uh, used. I've seen it on is that several. From, uh, Yakima. Everything's from Yakima. Well, some of them are from New Zealand. Or actually, you, I think New Zealand is, but I mean, I, I think it's originally a New Zealand hop. I think it'd be tough to have an actual fresh hop beer in Seattle with fresh hops from New Zealand, though. Especially that it's winter right now in New Zealand, or fall, or spring, 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 spring. Are you sure? Spring. You don't seem sure. You're sure. Okay, hold on. Let me drink this bad boy. That's one of the better ones I've had. That is good. Ooh, the Kawichi. Kawichi. Uh, Kawichi. Mm, uh, that one's good, too. Yeah, I don't... What am I getting out of this? I get a little... Uh, I know there's a little lactose. get a little of that. Let um, me try it. I don't know. It's just overall good. Not too bitter. Not oh, too floral. Oh, it's a fresh hop hazy. It is, and it's good. I like it. So, anyways, welcome to podcast number 10. Oh, I like that. Uh, Tim and Ten, I believe. And we're going to title this one the Fresh Hop slash Elysian episode. Because later we're going to have the head brewer from Elysian on. And it's going to be pre-recorded from... But uh, I thought we were talking about like seasonal beers. Well, how many Oktoberfest beers have you had this year, Sam? Bagel. Yeah. So do you want to talk about Oktoberfest beers when you've had zero? No, I just, I mean, the whole reason that I haven't had any Oktoberfest beers is because it's not my style. Yeah. I mean, that's like, but I mean, I've had a little bit. I'm, I haven't met down here that we can talk a little bit about it. Okay. But to be honest, we kind of dropped the ball with Oktoberfest. Yeah, we did. We didn't go to any Oktoberfest events. Nope. I had very limited Oktoberfest beers. I mean, I like Oktoberfest beers, but we just were busy. Yeah. And I kind of was more anticipated. More expecting, more excited for Fresh Fresh Hop season than I was Oktoberfest season, which is kind of, I mean, everybody loves a good German beer, but 
multi is malty. Yeah. And today's day and age, everybody wants freshies. Yeah. I just I have a hard time distinguishing be- like one malty beer from another. Mm. Um, but you can distinguish between hoppy beers. Um, I can. I mean, I, I they taste different to me. Like mm-hmm. I don't know a, a, a hop that has more of a stone fruit f- uh, profile than a floral. Like I get that. I can get peach out of it. I can get banana and mm-hmm. out of a or clove out of a wit. But I just like. Sometimes you can't tell the difference when you drink between uh, Crystal 16, Crystal 40 with, uh, you know, yeah, just a crap load of two row in it. Anyway, <clears throat> so we're talking about Fresh Hop. Uh, later, we're going to have a lesion on. But Fresh Hop season is upon us, and it's I don't know, it's still it's still kicking right now. Mm-hmm. People are still putting out Fresh Hops. But what has been your opinion of the Fresh Hop season so far? Um, it... I guess overall, and 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 I'm gonna disclaim this by saying that I think that my taste in IPAs has maybe changed a little bit in the last trending year. Trending towards the hazier. Yeah, because I've been drinking a lot of hazies. Um, I it's been a little like uh, Dis- disappointing. I don't, like I don't want to say that because I I think that it's me. I don't. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not the brewery. You still make amazing things. Yeah, but I think I've moved on. Yeah, or I just need something more, like... You need more hop? You need more haze in your, yeah, your face? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's why this is actually this fresh uh, head full of fresh hops is actually refreshing, because it is hazy. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how much hops they threw in at, like, <laughs> when, at the end of that. I mean, that's how they get the haze, is they throw it right at, you know, uh, whatever, the last five minutes, or right when that whirlpool... Yeah. They just throw it all in. But anyway, uh, it's been a little disappointing for me. And I know that the crop is supposed to be above average this year. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody's saying. Like, hey, it's a good haul of crops. It's not the best haul we've ever had, but it's been a really, really good one. Um, but especially with a lot of the Eastern Washington breweries, I think they've put out some disappointing stuff like Varietal, Bill Breaker. Um, a couple of those ones, Cowichi Creek had one. And I'm like, that's fine. But I, I wasn't blown away. Yeah. I don't know if it like it was like my profiles changed or just and I and I kind of want to talk about this later but we can do it now but did two beers brewing ruin it for everybody by being have to being the first brewery to put out a how fresh that, hop how would that ruin it for everybody everybody else is going to rush to get theirs out instead of making a quality one they're trying to be early oh and then now, like, the later of the fresh beers that we've had have been significantly better. But the early batch of the mid to late September were a little disappointing because people are rushing. They're just doing this, you know, you know the Cascade or the Columbus or the Centennial Hops, the kind of the earlier crop ones, and not waiting until the Citra and the, the Euconaut and these later harvesting hops. Okay. That could be also that you just like those hops better for, Wait, but dr- like, for fresh hop beers. That, I mean... I don't know. I I I don't know if I would go so far to say that like, you know, two beers ruined fresh hop. I could say it. I don't care about them. They're not listening. Um, I would just say, you know, maybe you like the other hops better. Well, that's so polite. No, two beers is never going to be on this podcast now, are they? No, they're actually not a considered a craft brewery anymore. They are. Boat owned. Are they not? They're majority. Owned. They're yeah. They're not a independently owned. Sorry, craft oh brewery. well, then fuck them. <laughs> just, just kidding. Two beers. <laughs> no, you I like your stuff. I just think their their fresh hop is not that good, and they come out really early. 
I like I, I when they, they're they're hey we drop it late August and I go to Eastern Washington I see those hop fields they're full but they're not ready yet you crack open those hops and that's they're still got a couple of weeks left on them yeah so. I will agree that I don't I think that that what has been coming out later in this fresh hop season has been I, superior I think, I think they're just better. maybe they're fine the brewers are finding their way they'd want to get those fresh hops out first but mm-hmm. then you know come the later hops I mean because Citra looks like, Citra is a late <laughs> this beer is making me burp. You had like two sips of it. I know. Well, anyway, Citra is one of the favorite hops. It is the most popular hop now. It's the most used hop in the mm-hmm. United States, and it's a late ride one. And these like these last batches have you know a lot of Citra on them. And Citra is crazy popular for a reason because it's good. Yeah, it has that citrus notes that everybody loves. But anyway, so but I'm not saying that everything's been bad. There's been some good fresh hop beers. Cloudburst has put out a whole bunch of tasty ones. They have. They're yeah. uh, Sweater Wetter. They're None More Wet. The Resin Raiders, Green Mile. These have all been fresh hot beers that have been, they're killing it. But mm-hmm. this also brings up the idea that breweries who make good IPAs are also making good fresh hot beers. And breweries that may not be known for their phenomenal IPAs yeah. are not. I mean... Nothing against Bell Breaker, but, but if, when's mean, the last time you had a top cutter or a bottom cutter, and you're like, this blows me away. And then they come out with a fresh hot beer, and you're like, it's average. But it doesn't blow me away because they, they haven't changed it. <laughs> Bell Breaker's never going to change. They do what they do. I know, and they do what they do well. I mean, they make a marketable, very, very hoppy West Coast beer. They're a big brewery for a reason. They sell a lot of beers yeah. because they make a really drinkable, consistent beer. But for beer. somebody like like me or you who want to taste a variety and want to go to a brewery and have something that they've never had before, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, necessarily, it's, it's, it's not for us. So. Like sour. Sour's going to suck it. Yeah, I like sour. Anyway, but, but my point was like, so breweries who make good IPAs, like, so let's look at Matchless. They're okay. fresh fluff. Good. Yeah, fantastic. Skookum, they're a wet side connection. Good. Yeah, also. Crucible. <laughs> They're fresh on Ikonot. Good. Okay. The, the, the Fremont series, Field to Ferment, the uh, Kawichi Canyon, this head full of fresh hops. Mm-hmm. Good. Have what you the- had any of the Field to Ferment this year yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah we uh, had I've that. had all three, in fact. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Amarillo, Citra, and Simcoe, right? Mm-hmm. I think those are the three uh, in the series. But, anyways, though, but like, so Matchless, Skokum, Crucible, Fremont, what are they mo- known for? Making good drinkable IPAs, beers, making yeah. good, especially good IPAs, especially Matchless and Skokum. I mean, mm-hmm. and then like those have been my favorite. Like nothing against. I mean, Floating Bridge put out a really, really good fresh hop IPA. I don't think I tried that they're, one. Also, they're Okanat. Oh, they put out a great one, and I mean, I don't necessarily get a lot of Floating Bridge beers because I don't see them a lot of places because yeah. I don't make it to Montlake all that often. I'm joking. I make it to Montlake all the time, but I'm generally drunk at Husky Stadium, not. Yeah. I would like the world know that she's currently smelling her hands. Well, I just finished cooking, so <laughs> thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> that, that makes me very happy. <laughs> anyway, moving on. And moving on. Well, okay, so let's, you wanted to talk seasonal beers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Oktoberfest. Oh, okay. That's on my list. So <laughs> Sam has had bagel amounts. Yep. I've had a couple. Uh, Silver City, the Skokums have had, um, we just, we missed Oktoberfest. Like normally every year we go to the Kirkland one. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, we missed it. I haven't been to uh, the Leavenworth one in a long time. I've never been to the Leavenworth it's one. It's cool. 
It's very, very cool. Mm-hmm. You get smashed. Okay. It's because it's it's a walkable town. Mm-hmm. So you just get house, especially if you're staying in Leavenworth. If you're staying in Wenatchee, it's a little bit different because you got the, you got 20 minutes to sober up on a car ride. But mm-hmm. Leavenworth, if you're staying down there, you get hammered, and all the bars are cracking. I mean, it is a party. That town is packed. That sounds fun, but like maybe a little too intense. But you got to you got once in your life you got to do it. Yeah, I know. I've seen amazing things happen there in my life. Amazing things. Like a, I once saw a clown. Oh. It was me. Oh. Um. <laughs> uh, and then the Fremont Oktoberfest, or was it Ballard Oktoberfest? That's I the think big one. I thought it was Fremont. Fremont. Um, I haven't been. I've only been once. I've also never been to that one. Do you go to any beer festivals ever? I do. I don't think you do. I do. I think I need to do. I just I went to a beer <coughs> festival, and we're going to talk about that later. Which one? The Great Pumpkin Beer Festival. Oh. Oh, yeah. We did go to that one. And we will talk about it later. Anyways, that could just be, might as well be our lead into the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, here's Elysian Brewing. Hey, everybody. You like to give people a really long introduction about what we're doing here before we get started. It always ends up being kind of like a weird slide-in. That's how I roll, all right? Okay. I don't judge you. You don't judge me. Anyways, with us today is Josh from Elysian. Uh, Elysian is a small nano brewery, I believe. Oh, thank you. Very, very small. Very, sure. very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of underground. I don't know if anybody's heard of them or not, but we have Josh, the brewmaster, I believe, is your title. That's correct. How do you get the title brewmaster? Like, what do you got to do to become a brewmaster? You got to hurt a lot of people. You uh, get just a lot of pain along the way. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's uh, it's a conferred title. It's it's kind of like chef, I guess, in a way of there's not necessarily a program for it. But uh, I've been doing this for 16 years or so. And okay, okay, so you've been in. So um, before we get into the Legion talk, a little about yourself. Where did you come from? How did you get into this Legion gig? And Kind of like, give us a little, the background of, uh, of you. Sure. I mean, I fell in love with, um, there's probably details I'm not supposed to talk about, but I, I fell in love with beer and brewing early on. Let's just leave it at early on. And then uh, <laughs> kind of homebrewed throughout college and did okay in school. Not well, but okay. And someone was like, you should do what you're passionate about. And I was like, I'm passionate about beer. I didn't know that was a job. Um, so did that, and I got my first job with Magic Hat Brewing Company in Vermont in 2002. Heard of them, yeah. Um, moved across the country a little bit and kind of bounced around. Uh, I worked for Georgetown Brewing for a few years as well, and then when I saw Elysian was brewing a production facility, I, I knew the people there and knew the reputation, and um, and uh, I was excited for something new, so I, I jumped over. Oh, cool. Where I've been there for six years. That's All awesome. Right. Um, how is it working in a, a big production facility? Because a lot of the uh, brewers we've had on are smaller ones. What's... Is there a big difference to it? Do you have a lot of autonomy? Like, how does what's kind of an average day like brewing at Elysian? Um, I think you know probably most people you talk to will say that there is no average day. It's it's um, mm-hmm. that's fairly standard. So for me, I, I think for us essentially, um, the beauty of it is that I, I love the academic side of things. I like to be able to manipulate a mash temperature by a degree and see what happens. Beer I'll nerd. What our, yeah, I like to nerd <laughs> out. And so I think with production brewing, you get a much uh, you, know, you get a deeper perspective on how you're brewing beers. You're brewing the same thing over and over again a lot. Mm-hmm. And so you get to try things out a little more. So creative problem solving, um, just kind of manipulating smaller variables and seeing what you get. And that's uh, that's the bulk of it. Work with a lot of people. 
um, which is good and bad. I think we know, but mm -hmm. when you see people succeed and you see people happy, that's uh, that's that's pretty cool. It's nice to have a team. Yeah, that's, I like that. Oh, uh, so what do you you said um, you like to kind of experiment with the different kinds of uh, beer and the different kinds of like temperature and stuff and the mash tun. What do you find to be like? Where can you be most creative at a big brewery? Well, I think one of the you know part of the history of Elysian is that we've always been creative and we roll the dice mm -hmm. a lot. And yeah. so even at a larger scale, we're not afraid to do that. And I get a lot of um, you know support to do it. And also, I'll be honest, pressure. Like if we're not creating new things all the time, then um, that's not really up to up to our standards. So even on the production level, we get to mess around. We'll do sour beers. We'll do um, you know kind of different ingredients that we find interesting and. And we'll have holes in the schedule, and the, the idea is like you gotta fill it. Let's yeah. fill the tanks and keep keep new stuff coming. So, what's your favorite beer that uh, Elysian makes? What's your favorite beer you've made at Elysian? I guess. You know, it, it's funny. I, it sort of depends on if you want to categorize it differently. But for me, I, I usually say the YZSB. It was batch number one. Mm -hmm. It's like this perfect balance. Plus, it sort of epitomizes the. Um, the sort of newness of the Northwest, you know, people say Northwest style, whatever. It was generally hoppier, and that's a kind of blanket statement. But I think for the wise, it was an Americanized and you know Northwest version of the. Is this ESP. one of your creations, or oh, is that no, been, no, is no. this well before you? That goes 22 years, 23. Oh years my goodness, back, I so. forgot how old they are. Uh, what's <laughs> your? There's like, what's your favorite beer that you've created then, or you've had your hand in crafting? Our latest IPA was Yurikaze IPA. Um, it's a mix of Sriracha Ace and Idaho 7. So working with some of the coconut and kind of toasted barrel age. Do you get any dill in that at all? Because I, I get a lot of sorry for dill out of Sriracha, but I, you know, that's I get just a lot of me though. That. And I don't usually get dill. I usually get coconut and wood. Um, but I, I, I would I, rather I get, get coconut and dill <laughs> or coconut <and> wood. <laughs> I sometimes get a little dill, and it doesn't it doesn't bother me too much. But we tried working with some of the Neo Mexicana stuff, and we couldn't really. Okay. This is the problem of being in production brewing is that you can't always get enough of what you want, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so this had a similar characteristic to the some of the neo Mexicana stuff. Blend that with the orange kind of um, you know papaya character of an Idaho Seven, and it creates a really nice like bright profile and uh, in, in an IPA. I'm a fan of Idaho Seven. I want to see it more in things. It keeps coming up. Like Azaka and Idaho Seven just makes me feel things in my body parts. <laughs> oh, okay. I like it. I mean, I mean, no, it doesn't. I mean. Right. Sorry. I love you, honey. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, where are you going what, is, what is your favorite kind of beer to drink? Like your favorite style? If you're going like to if a you're bar. Going home at the end of the day and you're going to open a beer for fun, what kind of beer do you like to drink yourself? Hams. Oh, me or him? Oh. <laughs> yeah, obviously, it depends, right? We yeah. all have different things. But for the most part, pale ales and IPAs all day. And then, okay. Um, me too. I think. You get something nice. Obviously, we drink the occasional pills here and there, and those are fantastic. I think one of my other favorites is the um, the Schlankerla, the the Schlankerla Hellas. So it's mm -hmm. you know smoky pilsner that doesn't use any smoked malt. Uh, or, I'm sorry, slow, uh, smoky Hellas that doesn't use any smoked malt. That's another classic that's hits all the right spots. Uh, what are we drinking right now? <laughs> I'm pumpkin something. Right yeah. Yeah, uh, we're drinking what you're drinking. Uh, oh, great. Excellent. So we're drinking the Avery Rumpkin. Uh, okay. This is kind of a brewer tradition. Most of us, well, as soon as we walk in, the first beer we'll get is um, it's a rarity, and it's also pretty high octane and, and beautifully made. So that it's color on that is so good, and I love to see it. I like to have oh, that yeah, one. That yeah. That's a pretty, pretty beer. As some people might say, you want to so prime the pump. this Avery out of Colorado? Colorado. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, 
what is so kind of shifting things around? Because we like so the whole purpose of this podcast is to talk about breweries and just advocate for the state of Washington. Outside of Elysian, what is your favorite brewery in this state? And you know, there's nobody's listening, so you can't offend anyone. Yeah. <laughs> what know, is, there, is there a go-to uh, brewery that you like to go to around here, or? Yeah, absolutely. So Stoop, Stoop's right down the street from me, and I think okay. they make great beer. Yeah. So uh, wonderful people. I love that outdoor beer, area too. Yeah, I do too. Kid friendly. That's nice for me. Um, and they have a meat like yeah, fridge, meat vending, or machine? meat vending machine. So yeah. Beef from Fishers and out in Cleelum, right? Or yeah. Yeah. So Stoops here, go-to one? Yeah, that's easiest. They're down the street from me, so it's a no-brainer. Really good beers. Well, I mean, you're down the street from a lot of good things, then. You can go to Rubens, you nice can go to Obeck, or you can go to Lucky Envelope, Lucky Envelope uh, yeah. Populux. Yep. That's uh, a good Yeah, well, that's I was going to say Rubens, but you already said it. If yeah. I can afford to live in that area, I would. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, Seattle happened, and I'm a teacher, yeah. so hey. <laughs> I mean, can't afford to live there, and we just go for it, so I just go broke. And yeah, I just... There's worse ways to go broke, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so Elysian kind of goes all in on this Halloween pumpkin beer thing. Um, is there a reason that they go all in on it? Is like, are are you guys just real big fans of Halloween, or like just a big I, pumpkin fan? We're just huge pumpkin fans. I, yeah. You know, I think it started pretty organically. It was. Uh, they had a batch of pumpkin beer, and they had another one because they didn't like that one as much, or it didn't hit the right spec, but it still tasted good. And they've invited over some friends and said, hey, we got two pumpkin beers. You want to bring yours and we'll have a party? Yeah. And it kind of grew from there. And um, it's almost like a Hunter Thompson type thing where you just, once you get into a binge of trying to get all the pumpkin beers you can, you just can't stop. So How many pumpkin beers are you guys making now? Like a thousand? Oh, God, yeah. So, I mean, we've got like four that we call... You know, we got a flagship pumpkin beer. Then we have That's the one you can, yeah, you can see in bottles throughout the stores, right? Yeah. And then we do a bunch of other, a series of 22s. So we'll have four core pumpkin beer. Mm-hmm. And then we try to target 20, um, 20 pumpkin beers every year. So some will be barrel aged from the year prior. Some will be cask. But we'll, we'll hit somewhere between 18 and 20 every year. So how many pumpkin beers are here today? Ballpark. Yeah, I think it's about 60 pumpkin beers total. 60? Wow. 20 of which are ours. And, and then, do I have um, to drink all of them, or do I just try my best? It's 80? Oh, wow. 80. 80 oh, wow. pumpkin beers. Okay. So I have to drink all of them. Are you telling me? Yeah. Or I'm a quitter. I yeah. believe that's the, the biblical the term. Yeah. I mean, you just have to do it responsibly, but yes, you have I mean, to We lifted here with responsible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this is a, a fun festival, so I don't know if we actually said it or not, but we're at the... Great oh, yeah, American Beer Pumpkin Festival. What is the name of this thing? The Great Pumpkin Beer Festival. That one. I don't know why I got the word American in there, probably because of the GBAF. 14th Annual Great Pumpkin Beer Festival. And this is down at the Seattle Center in the Fisher Plaza. It, uh, is it always this weekend, or is it always in October? It is in the fall sometime. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It is right now. Unfortunately, this is not live radio. This is a podcast. So when we get this up on like Sunday, they're going to be like, oh, next yeah, year. <laughs> but everybody should look forward to next year. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I mean, that's how we heard, got about this now is because we came last year, had amazing pumpkin bears, had a whole bunch of yeah. amazing fresh hops. That's are there the fresh other, hops here there too this year? There are. There are quite a few. So yeah. I like to call them freshies, freshies because that's what adults call them. Yeah. Um, those are always a big fan of mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we also like to see this as a celebrate. If we're trying to get esoteric about it or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. we try to celebrate harvest as well and how mm-hmm. pumpkin yeah. means harvest. Last yeah. weekend we had the um, the Great Pumpkin Way Off at our brewery, 
Uh, we invite a bunch of farmers over. Well, it's a, it's a sanctioned event. So mm. if you have like a large pumpkin and you want to win some award money, you can bring it over. This is a thing, huh? Oh, is that how thing. you guys get the big pumpkin out front? Exactly. Our yeah. Own. yeah. Yeah. Do you just want to do you just look at it and be like, I can make a beer out of that? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys do with the pumpkin out front? Make you a beer with it. They do. <laughs> no. <laughs> So it's, it's actually a pretty cool story. We work very uh, closely with the Cranics, who run Scarecrow's Pride, and they have a farm down in, uh, down in Enumclaw. So Leanne should be here today, and um, they take all of our spent grain, and so they feed it to cattle, but they also use some of it to, um, to create their Scarecrow's Pride manure. Um, okay. And so we actually have some of the large pumpkin growers will use that Scarecrow's Pride to grow their giant pumpkins. Okay. Then we get the giant pumpkins and we fill them with beer and we have a huge tapping later in the festival and uh, oh. go ballistic for it. Do you do that every day of the festival or just on Saturday? We do it every day. So we okay. have two very large pumpkins <laughs> filled okay. this year. All right. I remember we came on Saturday last year and I remember them doing that, but I wasn't sure if you do two pumpkins or if you have to hold out and come back on Saturday to see the pumpkin. So. No, we negotiated. We got two this year. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite part about this then? Is it the beer? I assume it's the beer. It's the yeah, beer, right? I, think, I feel like I'm obligated to say But there's a lot of right? things. There's pumpkin carving. There's food trucks. There's people dressed up. Last year, I don't know if you guys had a band coming through. Like, oh, it's yeah. you guys throw a party. Yeah. It's a party. It's a festival. It's a lot of fun. Getting to see people. We bring in our whole sales team, our national sales team, and it's great to see them. We only see them a few times a year. And I don't see you wearing a lot of orange, though, right now. I, I thought that's a theme. You got the Dayglow shirt yeah. on, but. He's got an orange jacket, though. I was uh, pretty I'm happy actually doing a terrible job work, but I just came from the golf course, so <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot to come dressed. So I was pretty happy it rained because I didn't have a backup plan, so <laughs> I would have been yeah. very hot otherwise. So um, you are normally down at the Georgetown facility, right? For the most part. So yes. if people want to go and harass you, is that the best place to go then and just yell while you're brewing? Hey, exactly. Make me some beer. Yeah, I love it. Um, well, other than this. Uh, amazing festival that we probably should have done this interview before um, <laughs> to promote it. But um, other than this, do you guys have anything else exciting coming up? Any cool, exciting events happening or in the releases future? coming out? Or I mean, I you like know, always have something exciting happening, but yeah, I know that we do um, throughout the country. We'll do a series of road shows for everyone who couldn't make it out here. We'll pick a few kind of fun locations uh, around and say, bring a bunch of beers out there and have a smaller party. Okay. Uh, so look forward to any of our road shows. You can find that info usually on the website. Um, Elysian.com, I assume. I believe it's ElysianBrewing.com. Oh. I think if you Google Elysian, I think it'd be pretty easy yeah. to find. It's uh, You have to go to uh, Yahoo and then to Alta Vista. Yeah. <laughs> ask yeah. Jeeves. Ask, you have to ask Jeeves where it is. Yeah. Okay. And then he'll Google it for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I assume you ask, can you get Elysian in all 50 states? Is that? Elysian's available in all 50 states. Uh, Even the crappy ones? Oh, even the, yeah. You know, like Oregon and things like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Oregon in your face! We I make better beer than you. Oh, are we allowed to say that? I, I can't. I don't think I'm. I'm this is to say yeah. This is this is. We don't. We're not allowed in Oregon. I love all states equally. They're I do too. Ours. Yeah. Except for Oregon. No, I'm joking. I love Oregon. Oregon has some good beers too. Yeah, they're just they not as good. good. <laughs> not as good. Oregon has wonderful beers and, and amazing brewers. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like the little the friendly rivalry between them too, but. It is whenever fun to poke the Whenever we're down in Oregon, saying that, I'll be yeah. in. whenever yeah. down in Oregon, all they want to do is talk about like watch like, like and then again when I go to like a craft bar here, they all they want to do is like we have an Oregon beer on tap, like you know Stormbreaker or whatever, and you're like yeah, and then we're down there like we got Holy Mountain, they're like yeah, I'm like so my life, 
The camaraderie is nice, but I just want everybody to know that we're better. We Washingtonians are the best. I think you just got us kicked out of Oregon for good. Yeah. Oh no, how do I go to the A-crop? Uh, I like Ben. <laughs> oh, true, okay. We, we're also getting married in Astoria. Yeah, So, true. sorry. Yeah. Right. Whoops. Sorry for it, George. We take it all back. You're wonderful. Yeah, I know. And we you love might you. Wanna, like uh, wait until after that. <laughs> after the next year's three-way, then. Yeah. There you go. Then. Okay. So, anyways, thank you so much for having us. Our microphone's about to die, so this is awesome. It like started flashing weird at me. I don't know what that means. So, anyways, so uh, a legion of you can go to everywhere in Seattle to get it. You can go to Georgetown to go to the brewery. You can go to. Does Tangletown still exist? Yeah, Tangletown. Tangletown still up exists. in um, by the stadiums. Up Tangletown's up in Greenwood. Uh, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Green Lake. Tangletown's up in Green Lake. And it's then we've also got... Go where all the roads go nowhere, and that's where Tangletown is. Hence the name Tangletown. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, thank you so much for having us. And, yeah. Uh, enjoy some pumpkin beers. Thanks for coming. All right. Let's thank you so much. I honestly don't... Are we back? Yes. Yeah, so big thank you to Josh from Elysian. Yes. Big thank you. <laughs> so uh, they did us real solid because they got us into that festival. We uh, sat down and then interviewed, and I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about Elysian, mm-hmm. but I, you know, they they sold to AB and Bev, but the the brewer himself, he works his ass off. He makes good stuff, and, you know, we got to give him love. Like, Elysian put a lot of Washington breweries on the map. Yeah. I mean, without Elysian, we probably don't have Cloudburst, right? Because Steve Luke would have never made his fame at Elysian and moved on when they were sold. Yeah, that's very true. And there might be more. A lot of people know Steve. Look, I've only met him a couple times. Mm-hmm. And they make very, like, very, very consistent beers. Like They're a big brewery. Yeah. Big mass production brewery. Um, and they sell you, buy them in every state in the United States, as he said earlier. Yeah. And, it, I mean, almost any bar that you go to, you're either going to find, and I know Deschutes is still independently owned. And, and independently owned craft brewery, but um, you're either going to find a Deschutes beer or an Elysian beer that you're gonna be able to drink yeah that's gonna be drinkable absolutely is your microphone covered in cat hair because mine is yeah this would be a disaster if i was allergic to cats i know um anyway so thanks again to josh thanks again for legion lenison and for the uh, pumpkin festival and and just like one thing that i'd like to just make sure i say is that that festival is a lot of fun oh i agree it's a super fun festival there's your pumpkin right there that you carved yeah it's kind of it's getting sad. Yeah. It's, it's amazing <laughs> how a hollowed out pumpkin <laughs> dies quickly. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> and because those gourds last forever until you kill it. And, yeah. And until you cut it. it open and take all its guts out. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So. I feel bad for the pumpkin. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. This has another, been another fun podcast. Uh, this has been actually a fun journey so far. So hopefully we'll keep producing content that you guys like. Yeah. Um, and we will hopefully start doing more of that. It's wintertime and we stay in the town a little bit more. Yes. Yes. Now that things settle down a little bit. Um, do you, Matt Holt, have a beer of the week? Did you just tell my last name on? You can bleep that out. No, I'm not going to. (laughs) You can always have, well, you say it when you say your Twitter handle. Oh, well, that's different though. People don't know. Anyways, I do have a beer of the week, and it's from Revision Brewing in Reno, Nevada. Okay. It's called Smoke and Mirrors. Okay. I also had, like, I was thinking about doing Black Butte 30 from Deschutes, but oh. I'm, I'm going with Smoke and Mirrors, a New England double uh, that is just, knock your socks off. I but just want to say how bonkers it was that a growler of the Black Butte 30 got got given away 
at the Deschutes Brewers Night the other night. Solid move. They're like, you can have, they had four of their beers. Yeah. Like, you can get a growler of any four for free. And the guy's like, Black Butte 30. Yeah. It's like, like a $40 Everyone's growler like, fill. What? <laughs> for free. Whatever. Yeah. That guy's a winner. We're not winners. We're just drinkers. Anyway, the revision, killing it in Nevada out of Sparks, actually. Mm-hmm. But Reno. Man, I like them. Keep okay. doing that. What is yours, Samantha, last name redacted? Thank you. Um, I am actually going to go with something that I, I'm not a fresh hop beer, just because this beer is fresh in, fresh in my mind right now, um, because I had it yesterday for the first time. Um, Dirty Buckets Peach Sour is outstanding. Some love for the Dirty Buck. Yeah. All right. Like, I was just, I was blown away by that beer. It was so good. Uh, and that's I one brewery that has changed. I mean, when they first opened, I was like, okay, they're fine. They're good. Yeah. And now you go there and you're like, good job. Good job. Solid. And I was there with a friend who doesn't drink a ton of beer. And even she was like, this is one of the greatest beers I've ever had. So. I don't know if that's like something to brag about. I don't like beer, but this beer is good. I liked it. I she also like drank beer. a Goza for the first time. Yeah. If, I you know. Don't know what a, if you don't know what a Goza is, don't order a Goza. Well, I mean... I don't know. She didn't order it. She tasted it. The bartender let her taste it. Just like just a little taste. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. Just a little taste. That's what I said. Okay. You're gross. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, follow me on Twitter <laughs> at the Matt Holt. And uh, I am Samwise two hundred six. I'm like the Matt Holt and everything, but I don't. I always forget what I'm on Untapped. Am I the Matt Holt or my Husky one three three six? I think I'm the Matt Holt. I think you're Husky 13836. I don't know, man. Just like follow me on Facebook, bro. Hey, follow me on LinkedIn for the professional shawty. <laughs> okay, Tommy. All right. Anyways, thank you so much. Uh, cheers. <laughs>